What's up, guys? Welcome to our first online message for young adults. We're going to be coming at y'all every Tuesday with a new message during this season. And so uh, I'm excited to be here tonight because we're going to be talking uh, about will God provide? That's our question for tonight is will will God provide for you? I don't know what you've got going on. I don't know if you have uh, an emotional need that you need to be met, a physical need, a spiritual need, whatever it may be, you probably have something that you need. God to provide for. And uh, maybe you don't even have something right now or in this season, but the thing about young adulthood is that we're always going through something different and we're going through changes. And so we have times in our life, no doubt, where we need to see God provide. And not only like, will God provide, but how can we be sure we're seeking after God's provision? And so um, tonight we're going to be going through one of my favorite stories in scripture. It's recently become one of my favorite. And it's the story of Elisha and the widow's oil. And it takes place in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. So I want to encourage y'all, read along with me uh, and open that up right now. I want to give you a little bit of background on what's going on in First and Second Kings, because these are two historical books in the Old Testament. And now these two historical books, what they are doing is they're looking at God's chosen people, who were the people of Israel, and it's looking at the kingship that was in place during Israel's time as a, as a nation. And it's looking through a 400-year period from the time where David was king over Israel all the way to the time of the Babylonian exile when the Israelites were taken into captivity. And uh, I think I, I didn't really hit this very much, but the Israelites were God's chosen people in the Old Testament, the people that he chooses to interact with in a very unique way. And so this is the history of their kingship of their nation over this 400 year period. Now, what's interesting about first and second Kings is it's actually written from the prophetic perspective. So it was written from the perspective of the prophets of Israel at this time. And now a prophet was someone who was appointed specifically by God to be the spiritual shepherd of the nation of Israel during this time. And so the story we're talking about today is that of the story of the prophet Elisha and his interaction with a widow. And so we're going to pick up there. We're going to read through it. Then we'll kind of take away some points from it and we'll kind of answer our question, will God provide for you? And then not only that, but we're also going to talk about this is that I do know a need that every single one of you have that God has laid out clearly in scripture how he will provide for. And we're gonna talk about that at the end, but let's read the passage right now. So 2 Kings chapter four, verses one through seven. And it says this, now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. But the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. So here we have a woman in need. She is a widow. Her husband has died and her family owes a debt to a creditor. And she is saying, hey, the creditor has come to her and said, hey, listen, we're going to take you and your family away because you can't pay this debt. And so she cried out to Elisha. And Elisha says to her in verse two, what shall I do for you? Tell me what have you in the house? And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourself and you and your sons pour into all these vessels. 
And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. And as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another one. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, go and sell the oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. Now, that's a pretty crazy story. Um, I've needed God to provide in my life on many different occasions, but I've never been at the point where uh, I've only had a jar of oil left and I've needed him to multiply it. So it's so unique here, and we see uh, God perform this miracle uh, for this widow. And uh, it's cool to see how this still speaks to us in our time today. Like in 2020, in the circumstances of our world right now, in what you have going on in your personal life, God still wants to provide for you. And now in this story, we kind of see a blueprint, a guideline of what it looks like to seek God when we need provision. And so if, and the first thing that I notice with this passage is this is that in verse one, what does the widow do? What does she do? She seeks God. She seeks after God when she needs provision. Now, Elisha is a prophet who has performed some incredible, miraculous things during his time as prophet over Israel, right? He has done some, uh, uh, or a prophet appointed to Israel. He has done some amazing things, performed some miraculous events, some miracles, some would say. And so she goes to him because it's clear that he is a man of God, a man who is hearing from God. And this is the widow. What is she doing? First and foremost, she is seeking God in her time of need. When she needs provision, she seeks after God. And this is so key. I love that the passage starts out this way because when we need God to provide something for our lives, to meet a need, whatever it may be, the first thing we should do is seek after God. It's not the second thing. It's not the third thing. It's not the last resort. It's the first resort that when we need God to provide something in our life, we need to seek after him. The same way, what is this widow doesn't come to Elijah saying like, hey, maybe you could kind of sort of do this. She's crying out to him because he is a man of God. She's seeking the wisdom of God. And it's also a point here of the value of being surrounded by people who are following Christ. And when you're in Christian community, you can come to people in your time of needs and they can help give you wisdom and they can help give you guidance. And so that's a powerful thing here. But we we see that she was smart and that she sought God for help first and foremost. And the second thing we see that I think is unique in this passage in verse two is Elisha asked this widow, hey, what do you have? And notice her response. Her first words that came out of her mouth were, I have nothing. I have nothing except a jar of oil. It's interesting to me that she didn't just say, hey, I have a jar of oil. But she said her first thought was that she didn't have anything to offer. And I think this shows us really um, maybe our human nature is that we, a lot of times, I don't know if y'all are like me, I think worst case scenario, first and foremost sometimes. And it's like, I have nothing uh, but accept a jar of oil. I wonder if this was kind of her response, right? Is that she said she had nothing, but she still had a jar of oil. And I think it's crazy because she kind of viewed that she really didn't have much, but God can take even what you don't think you have and he can take your nothingness and he can make it into something just like he did for the sto- in this story for the widow, that God can take like you're nothing and he can turn it into something. And I, I just wanna challenge your perspective. If you're in a season 
And you're relying on like God, like, okay, what do I have to offer? What do I have that could even help my situation? Whatever my need is, what do you have? Like, have you really taken account of what has God given you? Maybe it's what has God provided for you financially? What uh, direction and assistance from people around you has he given you? What circumstances which are actually to your benefit has God provided for you in your life? Like, what, what do you have? Because it might not seem like you have much, but God can take what you do have and he can turn it into something amazing. And so in verse two, we kind of see that, like what, what did you have? And then the third thing we see that this, this woman did is that she was obedient. She had a need, she went to God, God laid out a plan through Elisha of what she needed to do and she followed it. And now maybe we don't have a, a prophet like Elisha, Elisha speaking into our life today, but we still have, we have like the word of God that is literally commanding us and guiding us and giving us direction in our lives today in 2020 that still means something. And so if we seek God and we realize like we take an inventory of what we have, then we have to be obedient to him. All throughout scripture, God has given us guidance that we are to follow. And a lot of times we view uh, the commands of God as burdensome and as weighty upon us. But really in, his, in obedience to God, we find freedom. We find so much freedom when we are obedient to God. And the widow did exactly what Elijah had told her to do. She was obedient in that. And because of that, what did she see? She saw that the jars actually overflowed. She saw that the, the jars actually overflowed and she was provided for. And uh, the, the crazy thing is that her provision, I was reading one commentary and it kind of pointed this out. And I thought this is really unique. Is that her provision wasn't just a provision to pay her debt, but it was provision enough. You see in the last, uh, in verse seven here, that this provision was enough for her and her family to then live on. She was able to go pay her debt and then she was able to go and live off of the rest. And this is such an example of, of what God has done for us in the whole picture of the Bible, right? Everything in the Old Testament is pointing towards the New Testament, the coming of Jesus. And I said at the beginning this, I said, every single one of you has a need that God has already provided for, should you choose to take it. And this is the deal is, all of us have a need for God to provide us a way to be in a relationship with him. God is perfect and he is holy and he, you know, his perfection and his holiness and we are sinners. And that sin, because God is not, because God does not know sin, he is in, we are separated from him. That we're over here and, and God's over here and we are designed to be in relationship with him. That when sin entered the world, it separated us from him. And what, what did God do? is he sent his provision through his son. And, and scripture tells us that anyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. And what did Jesus do? He lived a perfect life, the life that you and I couldn't live. And he died on a cross for your sins and my sins in order that we may be connected back to God. See, God provided his only son. That was the provision he offered so that we could be once again connected with God the Father. I mean, how amazing is that? And what's even crazier is, is that like the, the Bible is amazing because this is happening hundreds and hundreds of years before the coming of Jesus. But we see in this passage right here, what was it? There was a widow. She had a debt that she could never pay on her own. 
And so what did she do? She sought God. God provided for her and met her needs, not only for uh, the debt that she couldn't pay, but for the rest of her life. That's the same thing we're offered through Jesus is that we're sinners, all right? God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for us to pay that debt. And we can not only be free of our sin debt forever and spend an eternity with him, but God also provides through us, through Jesus, a purpose and a meaning for the rest of our lives here on earth. Like he provides that for us. He provides spiritual meaning and purpose for our lives. And I think that that's just so, so unique, right? That this passage in the, the Old Testament, so much so, it points towards what God's master plan was all along. And that God is a God of provision. And that's where his provision starts is that we are sinful people. We are broken people. I mean, I think about all the things I've messed up even in the last week, in the last month, in the last year, and over the course of my whole life, I so much so don't deserve to be in the presence of the holiness of God. I don't deserve that in my life because of the things that I've done, but God provided a way for me. And that's really where his provision starts. And so I don't know what needs you have today. I don't know what your physical, spiritual, emotional needs you have. If you're um, depressed and you're hurting and you're in a dark season of your life mentally where you're struggling with some mental health, maybe physically, you're physically ill, you have an ailment, maybe you have a new diagnosis that you're working through and you need God to provide answers. Maybe you don't know what your next step in life is, what career path you should choose, what your major should be. Should you take a new job? Should you move to a new city? Like, This is when we have such an opportunity to, just like the widow comes crying after God, is that when we cry to God and we allow him the opportunity to be our provider, that he is actually going to meet our needs. And, um, you know, I think we're foolish if in 2020, we think that the problems we have are too big for God to solve, too big for him to provide for. And I find myself in that thought process sometimes when I have worry and doubt and anxiety and fear. It's like, God, you know, are, are you really there? Are you really gonna provide for this? Can you even provide for this? But he can, and he promises that he will over and over again in scripture. I mean, in, in Matthew chapter six, we see that we're not supposed to be anxious about anything, right? We're not supposed to be anxious about what we're gonna eat or what we're gonna wear or any of that kind of stuff. But when we seek first the kingdom of God, when we put him above everything else, that he's gonna provide for us. And he's gonna meet our needs. And that's a message that we need to hear, not only in young adulthood, but for the rest of our lives. God is a provider. He will provide for us and he will continue to. Hey, uh, thanks for for joining us this week uh, for our first online message for young adults. We're excited to just keep being with y'all in this season.